I'm a very slow learner. I didn't understand what my dad was doing when I was 16. It, it took me decades to figure out why do people tell me their stories? So I'll tell you a story to get to this, make the point. So 15 years ago, or whenever it was, um, the book I wrote was part of the curriculum here. I came to class one day and uh, one of the students said, I can't believe those women told you those things. And the women were the, the wife of the police officer who uh, died by suicide, the wife of J.G. Harper, the wife of Robert Cross who shot Harper, the sisters, the girlfriend, they all talked to me. It took two years to talk to the wife of the officer who, was, uh, who died by suicide. The first thing she said to me when I came to the door was, I, I knocked on the door, she on her tiptoes looked up and said, what are you selling? The door was still closed. <laughs> she yelled, what are you selling? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I guess I wonder, what am I selling? <laughs> and, but she opened the door and we talked for two or three or four hours, whatever it was, a long time. And uh, anyway, so that question from the student, I can't believe, haunted me in the sense that what was it she didn't believe? Years and years later, because still haunted by that, I, I realized something. I realized that uh, why do people talk to me? Why do people talk to me in the elevator for three floors? Or why do they talk to me if I just bump into them on the street? Or why do they talk to me when I'm interviewing them? Or why do, we talk, why do they talk to me when I'm not interviewing them? And I realized the gift I had that I didn't know I had, and that was listening. That I, People can tell. That's the difference between listening and listening. People can tell when you're actually interested. It isn't necessarily just about the story. You feel that you are interesting, hear, really want to hear what they have to say, or interested in them. They can feel that. And I think years later, I realized, because of that question, that this is a gift. I really do think that the, the pressures to produce content, really quantity is starting to take over from quality. But even then, I mean, I say that, do I really know that? I know that in my day, when I first joined the free press, there was probably, I don't know, 40 reporters in the newsroom. It's amazing. Now, maybe there's, is there 20? I doubt it. I know I'm probably about 20. And probably there were more than 40. But what, what a difference that makes. I mean, everyone had more time to do what they, what they wanted or had to do. You know, everyone had time to polish things. And mm -hmm. that, that doesn't exist so much anymore. I think if you went purely online, uh, that would probably relieve a lot of the pressures. The, like the free press today, it's a television sta station, it's a radio station, it's an online newspaper. It's mm -hmm. a, there, there's just so many things that have to be done. In the old days, it was just newspaper. And everyone concentrated on making a newspaper. I mean, everyone sees that newspapers as a you know, broadsheet or whatever are going to disappear and probably that'll probably I think that'll be a good thing that that the paper product disappears so that the emphasis goes back to producing stories as opposed to products we were all beguiled by the idea of oh yeah multiple platforms <laughs> what a great idea you can use the same story in 15 places and well it seemed like a great idea except you have to get it into all those 15 places mm -hmm. yeah it's time consuming that sounds like it was a pretty amazing time to be working in journalism. Any time is an amazing time because every era, every day has its weirdness and it's your job as a journalist to go out there and get it, right? Capture so, the weirdness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> definitely. Um, what would you say was the worst part about being a journalist? 
on occasion you would have to go do a story, uh, go knock on somebody's door and say, can we ask you a question about, you know, if someone had died in the family or was killed in the family or something like that. Uh, one of my colleagues at one point in time, uh, the media had a briefing and being reporters, we all dashed out and tried. They, they got to the door first. They got to the door, unfortunately, before the police got to the door. And the whoever the family, what are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What happened to so-and-so? Mm. You know, oh, you, you all have moments like yet. that. Ooh, or you sit down with somebody that's got a legitimate ax to grind with a, a government and you hear their story and you can't help uh, but be impacted by that, right? Yeah. But you're professional, you know, you remain calm and objective, et cetera, and so mm -hmm. on. You package your story and then you go home and you go, man, am I lucky? <laughs>